cool. I got an easier job day. I only got three COVIDs today. So the next week, we dropped to like seven or eight COVIDs. I said, wow, uh, 38, we're down to seven. I said, where did COVID go? This is great. And uh, they said, yeah, you're going to have more regular patients, cardiac, GI bleeders, stuff like that. I said, great. So next week, we dropped down to two or three. And I said, you got to be kidding me. Something's going on. And that's when I found out that on January the 20th, roughly, the CDC guidelines recommended that we roll the PCR cycling from the high 30s to 28, like it was originally designed to do. And it hit me. And I lost sleep over it. I was having chest pain over it. And I, it woke me up in the middle of the night, like hit me hard. I could not sleep. I tossed and curved because my first week or two there, I didn't do it. I didn't lead them to the gate, but I'm the guy that euthanized people. They call it comfort care. But when you get to the point you can't take high school off, you get so upset, you ain't seen your family except maybe an iPad in weeks, and you're never going to come off the high floor. And the doctor says, you've done your best. You've done your best. But this is going to be it for you. And so the patients get all teary-eyed and upset, and they call in the palliative team, they all hold their hand and cry, and they said, but we can keep you comfortable. Here comes Albert. He's got the morphine and Ativan, and I load him up, take off the high flow, and they gasp themselves to death. And I'm the guy that's pushing the button, like in the gas chambers at Auschwitz. No, I didn't lead them there. And honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. I just do what I'm told. It's not my fault. But after January the 20th, and then on into February 1st or so, I saw what changing the PCR did on my floor. And then I saw what I had not done for my COVID patients. From the five to the six, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby, I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane, by to visit Glen Rock. Need crypto, told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Real love to see it. Rockin'. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? I tried to be uh, allergic to the current thing It's something I try to pride myself on But I uh, found out one of my favorite childhood authors uh, Not J.K. Rowling, but uh, I'm sure they would come for her as well For this, but Roald Dahl is uh, is being censored now. I just did two and a half hours on Roald Dahl today, and I I still need to talk about him more. Um, And so I I was a big fan of James the Giant Peach growing up. That was like one of my because I was an only child that loved to hang out with bugs. I was like really into bugs and stuff Um, before the word bug man was was co opted into meaning something else. I was the actual I was the original bug man um, to say the least. And I love uh, I love doing that. And like you know obviously like I don't have the James and the Giant the peach story where like my parents were like killed and like all this crazy you know they were not eaten by a rhinoceros or anything but i was an only child and they go to work and you're like bored you know <laughs> so i was like really bored and uh so i love that book and i don't know if they've touched that book but i find it so sinister that you know whatever you do with an adaptation of somebody's book like i think we've seen the worst of the worst so far or, well maybe of like adaptations of, of classic literature but the fact that you can buy someone's literature and then just go back and edit it. I was listening to the witches 
audiobook, Roald Dahl classic uh, thing. They've already got the new lines in there. It's already in there. I was listening to it. The, the line about pulling women's hair to see if there's wigs where they change it to say, actually, women can wear wigs and that's fine. You know, that's what it says in there, which does not fit the story at all. It sounds like totally like the lifeguard came in and tried to save people from the book. Um, I'm furious. I'm furious about it. I can't I can't I can't. I, I would love to know your thoughts on this. Well, I think it speaks to something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is um, just how evil streaming is in general um, and how yes. important physical copies of things is, even if it's just a digital copy, because no one can take that from you. And I feel like that's why there's been such a resurgence of zines lately, because you can put you can print whatever you want in there and no one can censor yeah. it. Um, but yeah, and I mean, obviously, it. I was only slightly researching it today. I don't know if you know this, but if you Google his name, none of the recent stories come up which I think a lot of this sure. stuff happens and it's only like geared towards like right wing coded stuff. And then mm. and the left wing just doesn't even hear about it. And then if you bring mm. it up, they're like, what? No, that's not happening. Yeah. It well, yeah, that sort of thing. because that was how it is when you, you kind of like, <laughs> I don't know how you have to be around your family, but I got to, you know, I got to, I got to reel it in a little bit around my family about certain things. I got to let them be hysterical and I got to just sit there and be like, Oh, what, what's that all about? You know, I have to sit there whenever people bring up all the crazy, you know, like January 6th stuff around me. But when my, when my, you know, when I bring up something like my mom and I read like almost all his books like together and stuff like as a kid, or at least, you know, I would, I'd be reading and asking her what words meant in there and stuff. And it was like a formative thing. And my mom's like, Oh, I haven't heard about that. I'm like, you haven't heard about that. Like, and she's like Googling and she's like, yeah, nothing's coming up. I'm like, Oh my God. It felt like this dystopian like movie. Cause that's, that's what it's like. And you know, what, catching people up. I, a lot of people don't understand. don't know what happened with this, but the role doll story group was actually bought by Netflix in, in December. So it speaks to what you're saying about streaming and, uh, with with when that happens, I always thought that just meant like Timothy Chalamet, uh, Willy Wonka with gender neutral Oompa Loompas like in the movie. Right. Which because because we all know that, you know, people need to be reassured that you can be a two foot tall gender neutral person with green hair working for wage slavery at a factory. Everybody needs everybody needs that kind of representation. Uh, you need that. And, and you definitely don't want to be gendered while you're there when that happens. And uh, I thought that's what would happen. But it's like. Part of me is like, is this a huge sinister plan to to just make sure nothing's sacred? Because this hits me harder than statues being torn down personally for me. Um, just although I understand the outrage on on any part of history being erased. But is this a sinister thing like to do this or is this just make it easier for like dumb Zoomers to like adapt media easier? Like the Netflix writers who are clearly not good at their jobs, you know, to just be like, oh, actually, it's, you could just shot for shot remake these books because the books are different now. It just doesn't even feel like it needs adapting, though. And that's the thing that does make it seem sinister, because if you look back at a lot of um, my boyfriend, and I, we watch a lot of older movies and a lot sure. of older TV shows. And there's like wholesome messages. There's good values in it. Like there's something to take away. And at the very least, this like rewriting is undermining that and getting a lot of that out. So then it just ends up being this like I don't even know. I don't know what lessons are going to be learned with the the rewrite, but I I'm suspicious. Yeah, I don't because I don't even that that's my thing. Like and and you know wh what's crazy is I I do think Roald Dahl was a bit of a a bigger too big of a name to do this too because I even I've seen you know 
a lot of people I thought would just be like, dude, just let it go. Not a big deal. It's for babies. Like I saw that from some people, but some big name, even like Washington Post type people were like, ah, this is kind of crazy, man. Like this shouldn't really shouldn't really be happening. But if this happens to a even like Eric Carl, like the very hungry caterpillar or something like that happened to him, which is a huge book, but he's not the institution that Roald Dahl is. If that happens, like I feel like it's a lot easier to do it to people who aren't as famous because you know you know, Roald Dahl is you know you have Matilda I mean if you grew up in the 90s if from the 70s really even the 60s to the to the 90s you you've seen his work or read his work one way or another so it's just it's almost like it's like trying to do that to Stephen King you know although Stephen King would probably welcome it but you know, <laughs> like you know it's it's if you do that to Stephen King's work it's just everybody's seen something of his I'm just I'm leery of like AI stepping in on this type of stuff um, cause that's, those are bad edits, right? Like those are really bad edits of just like, it sticks out like a sore thumb. I listened to the audio book while I had the PDF open just to, just to line it up. <laughs> I know I, I gotta have more hobbies. I get it. But you know, I was, I was preparing, I was preparing for something. That's always my excuse when I do dumb things like that, but I was reading it and I'm like, no, this doesn't make sense. Like this just, it just doesn't make sense. It, it sticks out. If you, anybody who knows these stories is going to know that's not a rolled doll line however if you can load in the algorithm of other of his writing style with other things and have this is just a novel version of this that they're doing to these books when ai steps in and i've seen some ai art people like to clown it but it's already pretty good as far as passable stuff like if you're Mm -hmm. not a if you're not if you don't have an eye for this stuff if you're just like somebody walking through a gallery with all ai you're gonna think that somebody just made those and with these books that's a little scary yeah. It yeah, it is just I mean it just does seem like everything is kind of leading towards that where it's like it's going to be so garbled that it doesn't make sense. Like everything's just getting so ridiculous. It's just like pushing it further and further so then when something's just like only a little bit ridiculous but yeah. should be unacceptable, everyone will be like, "Okay, fine." Like this seems like one of those sort of things and it's just like that, that's a good point. Far. That's that's a good point. And it's like you wonder how much you should analyze things like this, but it's like, "Man, I've slept on it. I've slept on it. Usually I got I got to sleep on it. I don't like to instantly react to things cuz I can overreact at times. Uh but when I saw I slept on it, I woke up I'm like, "No, nah, I'm still mad." I'm still mad. Like it's a, it's a thing. And you know, it's the same thing with the, with the, with the Ohio uh, nonsense that's happening right now in East Palestine. I haven't really talked about that yet, but you know, that happens. And I, I see, uh, I see people arguing over whether it's, Oh, you guys are saying there's no, it's not getting enough coverage, but I see it everywhere. It's like, yeah, on Twitter, go ask people like what they think happened. They're just like, Oh yeah. uh, You know, two big things collided and there's a big cloud of smoke. It's like, no, it was a controlled explosion of chemicals. Like this is insane. And it's blowing in the wind like places. And, you know, I, today people wanted to like, I get messages from people being like, Hey, you know, that's like, it's still not like as toxic as people say it is. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know what the EPA in these places do with, with certain things that, that blow up with, with all this stuff. I'll err on the side of toxicity being prevalent in these in this vinyl chloride stuff that's that's floating in the air uh our our friend jeremy lafredo's in 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 uh east palestine i don't know if he's still there right now but he's taking pictures and there's just water there's stuff in the water just belly up out there like that's not great that's all i'm saying that's that's not great like and so um there's been a lot of current things happening uh a lot of stuff and it can tend to feel like 
the years, especially when you're hyper online, can feel like dog years, right? It can feel really long. Like a month feels like a year sometimes. Even though it happens fast, I feel like it's enough events to where when I was growing up in the 90s, I felt like I'd hear about like three things for the whole year. Three yeah. things, you know, three things and stuff. And who we have here today, we have Camellia. Uh, is, is that how I say your name? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I, I want to say Camila. Like I want to say that because I knew somebody like that, but I, I can read it. I might... I'm not the best at reading. Like uh, I read a lot, but when I read aloud, not great. But uh, um, so tell me about music for all at first, though. I just uh, before we get into the, uh, the this very interesting 2020 year that you had. Um, oh, tell, yes. me about, tell me about music for all first. Um, so all of the troubles that I ended up in New York um, oh. led me to moving to Tennessee. And um, I started a blog called musicforall.club and I used to work in music. And so I wanted to find a way to like facilitate honest conversations with musicians about what was going on, especially those that were um, against lockdowns or against masks or vaccine mandates at shows. Um, and then that very quickly led me to, to finding a lot of people that were just outside of progressive ideology and mm -hmm. were shunned by the industry. And so it's just a, blog where I do interviews with um, like-minded musicians. And then it also very quickly devolved into like counterculture conspiracy. So I've been writing about that sort of thing. As it does. It, yeah. it can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Um, and but yeah, that's mostly it. And it's just been very rewarding. And I, I'm like so happy to meet everyone I have. And I love it. <laughs> what sort of counterculture conspiracies, if you don't mind me asking, just, you know, give, give the audience a little peek. Oh, sure. Well, my background is in like Indian punk and that's what I loved mm -hmm. and worked in and then um there's uh, hoax busters called i forget it's a really old like conspiracy bros they did like a 10-part series of the untold history of punk rock and they kind of like talk through all of it it's kind of picking up where like david mcgowan um mm -hmm. the canyon you know what i'm talking about yes um, where, uh, where yeah that, devil devils in the canyon is that the, um weird scenes inside the canyon weird scenes um, inside the canyon yeah that's right that yeah off because you can kind of apply that to obviously more modern music scenes and um so they they dig into that and i've summarized that a few times and then like state funding in the arts and other things that are obviously bad but no one really thinks about too much until they stop letting live music be legal <laughs> I mean, it does feel that way. Like, it feels like you have to be Taylor Swift to do a concert right now. Like, you have to be that um, magnitude of an artist. Because I did college radio a long time ago, and we used to have a place called like the Voodoo Lounge where I where I grow up, and that was like I, I've centered in rap. I mean, I love all types of music and all that stuff. But at the time, I was doing uh, it was called Urban. I love that. That was the name of like like the, just a guy like me is just like. The urban department and uh you know and i i was uh I, I was i would get free tickets to all these shows j cole you know all uh, the young guy at the time these guys are young wiz khalifa young guys that's where they would play you would play at the big sap center which is where the san jose sharks play big arena if you were jay-z you know uh stuff like that you, you'd have the huge stuff that was like the intermediate venue that venue shut down after like one violent thing happened at a rap show like one thing one time, one thing happens and they, sh they shut it down. And then the, the club, there was a club below that that was just a little smaller in capacity, but was going to be reworked a little bit to accommodate these acts to get to come through. And we selfishly would like that as, as a radio show because we would get the interviews with these guys because they'd have a place to come through. And then they shut those down. And this is like 2013. You know what I mean? 2012. Like This is this is before we even knew what this new world, uh, you know, 
kind of COVID AD timeline that we're on right now. We This is before all that stuff, but it just, it, there was definitely these like two classes of music now where it's like basically like you're relegated to like the SoundCloud ghetto, no disrespect. You know, you got to like just be putting your stuff on SoundCloud and like, hey, check out my stuff. Like, hey, you playing anywhere? Like, yeah, maybe, you know, like a coffee place, maybe, you know, or, a, you know, recycle bookstore, like something like that. I might, I might go play there, but you didn't have that like kind of mid-level venue that you could even like open up at and stuff now. And then uh, since COVID, it's got to be a hundred times worse. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to encourage also is just more like DIY stuff, more house shows. Like if there's mm-hmm. all the venues in your town shut down, just do house shows, like just do something and don't compare yourself to musicians that seem that are getting more press and things like that because it's it's all rigged and it's all fake so (laughs) (laughs) i like that no i mean i love the how nonchalant you you said that but yes it is it is so you mentioned that 2020 kind of drove you there 2020 was one of those years that was objectively a terrible year for the world um for us this this didn't come from the events of 2020 although literally a week after we started all the lockdowns happened it was kind of odd how how that how that all came to place uh hopefully people don't blame us for that but you know it it, think it is what it is but we started doing this show and all of a sudden the world just completely changed we didn't know what the show was going to be about we were going to kind of feel it out just kind of just be entertaining and then all of a sudden this this virus hits and we feel compelled to cover it after we have a gist on like what it actually is, a grasp on what it actually is. So now from the earliest point of 2020 where things started going crazy, start there and let us know what happened uh, to you. Okay. Um, well, yeah, it was a real shit show, um, even outside of the appendicitis thing. But um, so... In mid-March, I had a friend visiting and we were still going to shows and stuff. And then um, the next, like, she was visiting, I forget when it was, but then the next day my work was having everyone work remotely. Um, And then I think it was like voluntary, but then it started being for real. And then the end of March, I got laid off, just no warning, no nothing. Um, That sucked really bad. I'd never been laid off or fired before. Um, and then my insurance just ended and I didn't know you're hearing all this stuff about people, you know, not necessarily getting health insurance and like, or anything like that. So that was a real bummer, but it worked out kind of because <laughs> then a couple of weeks later, my boyfriend got extremely sick mm-hmm. and I was available to take care of him. Um, right, right. That part I do have to preface with something that happened in 2019, um, which was that he had already had appendicitis mm-hmm. and he had a doctor that had advised him not to get surgery because that's like very trendy right now is to not have it removed i think um hmm. which i i think that might be okay um but they it's true just, but they're like, ch- they're literally chopping everything else off if you know what i, I know mean. yeah it's kind of like <laughs> it's interesting uh, kind of odd keep the one that's like vestigial you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's all, yeah hey whatever like but, small <laughs> hope, but. I, i'm no professional i'm just saying yeah but he had been advised by um a doctor not to get his appendix taken out and he was told that there was nothing left to it that everything was fine and that he like he had been hospitalized and everything and they like did some stuff to it but they didn't remove it and so they were told everything was fine so then when he started having all this pain i was like there's no way this could be his appendix because he was explicitly told that that's that's fine um and so my first thought was to call 
the doctor that had told him not to get surgery. And I think that part's extremely important because if I, if he had not had good health insurance, if he had not seen that doctor, I think we would have given like completely neglected. And I think he would have died. Um, oh. This doctor obviously felt responsible and went out of his way to help us. And that was really fortunate. We still were not able to get admitted into the hospital, but um, he was very responsive on the phone, which was nice. So at first, um, I still had to call him like three or four times a day to get one response, but this was because they moved everyone into the ER um, that was just a normal doctor um, to murder everyone with ventilators. I'm just kidding. That's a little hyperbolic, but uh, well, I, I mean, I, I mean, this this platform deems it to be uh, appropriate motion. Uh, what is it? Motion granted, like the courtroom. Yeah, no, you're, you're fine. Um, so at first I call because he's I mean, he's like screaming. He's in so much pain. And I've yeah. never I'm from North Carolina. i would never dealt with any sort of like 9-11 or COVID type emergency. I'd right. always lived in nowhere. And so it was like baby's first psyop. And um, <laughs> I... <laughs> there, there um, AI is writing that book right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah, through, with the roll doll voice. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> but um, so the doctor gave him some like antibiotics and stuff. And then a few days later, he was still just like an excruciating pain, felt terrible. And it was, it was bad. I, it was terrible. So I finally got the doctor to allow him to have a CT scan at the hospital. Um, and he told me that he had to pull a lot of strings and tell people that he was going to die. And that was the only reason he was able to get the CT scan. And yeah. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, he is going to die. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Um, so it was really hard to get him up there because he was throwing up and having a hard time, generally speaking. Um, so we finally get to the hospital and the whole time, like, I mean, at this point, this had been going on for like four or five days. And I just like, I'm an adult woman, but I just like really wanted like help. Like I wanted like yeah. someone who knew what to do. Like, so I kind of looked at this hospital visit as like, oh, this is going to be it. This is once we get to the hospital, like if I could just get him yeah. to the hospital, like everything's going to be okay. Um, so we get to the hospital and it's empty as mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have noticed at this point. Um, and there's a lot of nurses just standing around one of those, like um, those things that take your temperature yeah, from like yeah. really far away. Mm -hmm. yep. um, it takes both of our temperatures. They come back at like 94. They write that down on a piece of paper, tell us we're good to go. I'm pretty sure you'd be dead if it was 94. So that yeah, was 94. Odd. Yeah. What? <laughs> it clearly wasn't working, but yeah. I don't know. Um, they reluctantly let me go up there with him. And then, um, so it was just, so he takes the, you have to drink this gross stuff when you take a CT scan. I don't know if y'all have ever had to do I that. I have. I know exactly what you're talking about. But it's like punishing. And that was another thing that was really hard was that like still no one's really available. We're just kind of like sitting in a waiting room for the CT scan. There's like no one to talk to. There's no like doctor. The doctor that we have been calling was not there. Um, it's just imaging. And a lot of nurses standing around watching the TV. Um, and I'm like really upset because I don't think he's drinking enough of the, the liquid. And I thought this was like our one chance to get imaging, to prove that he was sick, to prove the, to get someone to help us. Um, so they take him back, but I'm concerned. I don't know if it's going to work. So I'm just like sitting there crying. And then mm -hmm. they start playing this black eyed peas song over <laughs> the loudspeaker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. for <laughs> And what song is it? It was someone commented that it, 
asked if it was let's get retarded and that would have been really more appropriate Yo, for um, sure yeah. but it's not like tonight's gonna be a good you sure night. yeah that's really up tempo <laughs> too like yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. so this doctor comes out of his office and i'm like oh my god someone's gonna talk to me um and then he just starts like slow clapping and and he's i'm like visibly in distress and he's like do you know what do you know what they play that song for and i'm like no i don't know <laughs> <laughs> please help me and he's like um that means someone was discharged with covid and he just seemed extremely proud of himself and yeah because they, mean, got, they got twelve thousand dollars for that yeah <laughs> like as an aside, I mean, I do think, I think a lot of this is obviously an administrative issue and there are oh. probably people that were like legitimately traumatized. Like I know there were a lot of ER nurses and doctors killing themselves and stuff like that. So I don't, I don't mean to like, but this was just ridiculous also. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to be unsympathetic for like this fake morale boosting black eyed peas campaign. <laughs> they had. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but so we finally get um the ct scan and all that stuff but the doctor is like not so i call him and i'm like can you like read this shit right away because i don't you can't sit anywhere and it was like april so it was cold outside so i tried to just sit outside because you weren't allowed to sit in the hospital right right but it was cold as fuck and then he was having a really hard time <laughs> because he had uh, was very very sick um and so finally he's like i just have to go home like you have to take me home and so we went back and then right when we're crossing like the Brooklyn Bridge, the doctor calls and he's like, oh, also this was like at the top of Manhattan and we lived in Brooklyn and Crown Heights. Um, so it was like, a, it was quite the journey, but it also was very weird driving up and down that way with no cars out. Like it was crazy. Yeah, how, like, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It was very weird. Um, but so the doctor calls and asks for us to like come to his office, but still like no promise of being admitted to the hospital. So I was like, no, 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 we are not driving back there. Like he couldn't, like he just needed to go lay down. Um, so we went, we went back home and then he told me that he was like, a, he was very sick and that they wouldn't be able to do the surgery because no elective surgeries were allowed. Right. Right. And so he like, as a, way to help him not die while awaiting that um he set me up with a nurse service to administer an iv from our apartment for <sighs> 10 days Holy um shit. and okay. i didn't do the i didn't have to do the, the pokey part thank uh, god um mm. i just did the i mean it was still like terrifying because i've never had to like inject something into someone else's veins yeah before. yeah for sure um, <laughs> and i was just like trying to like be really calm the whole time and be like yeah 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 like because you don't want to be like ah like when you're doing no this. you you have to be the like that's the crazy part is you now I, i'm like that too i've had some uh some things like that where my wife she she had some uh she had around that same time kind of a similar thing it was not nearly the emergency that that you're you're going through but she had she had to go to the hospital like she had this issue where like her blood pressure pressure got really low and she was kind of you know we had to like still rush her in and stuff but it was kind of this like issue where like you know, I'm freaking out. I don't know what it is, but like, I have to be cool. You know what I mean? Like I have to, you know, you have to like, you have to be cool with all this stuff. And, and, and so going through what you're going through and like, you're trying to figure out how to do, I mean, it's probably your anxieties through the roof, right? Like, I don't know if you suffer from it. Like I do, oh, I'd be yeah. like hyperventilating in the moment. Maybe not really, but once everything slows down, it probably hits. You're like, when it slows down for you, you're like, what the fuck? This is insane. Yeah. 
Well, and it was, I mean, all things considered, it is a really nice service that mm -hmm. I don't know when you would necessarily want to use a bit. Like, I think the idea of it is that someone would do it to themselves, which is completely absurd. Like if he hadn't had someone to do it, like, I, I don't know. And they didn't even ask, like, if he had someone to help him run it. Um, but yeah, I was just like constantly panicking, but trying to stay calm. And then I would just go in the bathroom and like call doctors and nurses. Like, like I would tell him everything was fine. And I'd just be like, sure. Fuck, like, and just run away. Yeah. Um, but it also, I did do it every eight hours. Um, but it would take an hour to go. And then, um, it was two different ones and it would make him really sick. And I was also reading like the pamphlets of it because over the past several years, like many of us, I've become very skeptical uh, mm -hmm. pharmaceutical products. And it's sure. just like in big letters, like don't take this unless you're dying. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess, I don't know. Like, and, and then I kind of wanted to be like, should I tell him? Like, I, cause I don't know. It's not like we really had a choice. So anyways, um, so all of that happened. And then we, we got through it. He started feeling better. The doctors were calling me really regularly. Um, just like to check in and because I would have questions and stuff. And mm -hmm. they kept talking about how we should be so happy that we're not in the hospital. And at the time, like I was listening to like Ron Paul's Liberty Report and stuff like that. That was oh, like yeah. really like level headed people on this issue. And so at the time I was like, this guy's an idiot. COVID's not that big of a deal, like blah, blah, blah. And now with hindsight, it's if, if he had gone there, he would have probably gone on a ventilator and like, mm -hmm. it wasn't the COVID. It was the, the protocols. I think that obviously were what was, was actually killing people. Um, and then oh, yeah. obviously he was actually able to get, um, the surgery. Like, I think he was one of the first people that got it, um, that got elective surgery again when it reopened in June. Um, uh, which and I'm sorry, what, the original thing happened in March like the original it happened in April. Okay. So he was sitting there with, with pain this entire time or the, did it died down a little bit. The, or? the antibiotics helped. Okay. Um, so that helped with the pain and everything. Um, oh. And then they just wanted him to get it out as soon as he could. Oh, one other thing that was weird that I forgot to mention. Um, uh, while all this was happening, there was a fighter jet tribute and <laughs> I didn't know about this. So I'm like moping around like the apartment and then it sounds like we're being like attacked. It was so scary. And it was a uh -huh. fire jet tribute to frontline workers. And I swear to God, we were not given a heads up about that. And who knows how fucking much that costs also. And then that sure. same day, I was just, I have notes about like all of 2020. And so I was looking at them before this. And I noticed that same day, the Pentagon released UFO documents, according to my notes. Um, so it's kind of like a, very busy day <laughs> i do remember that i remember when the ufo died i mean look look like Sai and i we're, we're we like we we like the paranormal we like that kind of stuff but like the timing of the reports is definitely not nothing i mean you know the fact is like you know in my opinion i think there's these sightings all the time and stuff but like when it's you know all through that year it's you know you got ufo reports dropping in 2020 you have people not getting elective surgeries and then that is being place that is being you know pushed on people as like a almost a punishment because people aren't wearing masks right people yeah. aren't wearing masks the hospitals are filling up 
you you're you were not unable to get the surgery. You went in the hospital yourself and you're like, okay, this is not this is not what's happening. And I've heard that from many people. I know some people that were that were registered nurses in, in places in the south where people said it was like, you know, a tidal wave of just like Republicans getting murdered. However, they still, you know, were able to come out and vote, apparently. Uh, you know, I don't know, something like that. You know, the math's not adding up, but that's neither here nor there. But I'd been hearing from people that that was getting, you know, like it's like these aren't that. And at this time, I'm I'm, I'm naturally a hypochondriac. When I start coughing a little bit, I'm like, ah, I mean, not that I'm going to die. I just hate like being sick and stuff. So the first month or so, like my wife and I are kind of like, ah, like, I don't want to get this shit. Like, this is like, this sounds terrible. Like whatever this is. And then, you know, you know, my my co-host here just goes kind of like hits me up one day. And this is probably like April or whatever. And, you know, late April, I would imagine. Um, and he just goes, hey, man, this is all bullshit. You know that, right? <laughs> Like, and I was just like, it was like, it feels weird. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I still don't want to get it. And even he's like, yeah, he got it. He, you know, so I got it like around that time. Like he got like the novel, like the oh, loud, COVID? loud pack. Like he got, he <laughs> yeah. got the like, yeah, like the, you know, crazy, you know, loud smelling, you know, pack of, of COVID at the time. And he had got it and he was telling me that. And I'm like, yeah, I think that's probably, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Like I have like coworkers, like no, my coworkers, like we touch the same equipment every single day. Like we <laughs> go into these like small like trucks together and stuff and like people are getting it, but it's not like ripping through the company. Like I, you know, you'd think with this kind of panic and with these like crazy, like weird, like American horror story style celebrations of like nurses dancing, you think you would think that, you know, there'd be people dropping like flies. Like you would know all these people that were just you know and i live in a very concentrated area full of people like just people sick people and all that kind of stuff a big, a big major city and it wasn't happening and i was like okay and then now i'm like you know nobody you know at this time like nobody listens to this damn show you know and we're just like okay it's just us talking to each other <laughs> you know like kind of just like having a glorified phone conversation but we're kind of like we got to start talking about this man like we got to start like feeling it out we're real scared at first i remember like we're real we're real scared we're like like hey like we're not like we're not like trump supporters or anything <laughs> you know like we're not like i'm not like trying to do that but like you know like this shit might be kind of bullshit dude and all that stuff and like you know and 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 just from there it, it just it only takes one thing like if you're if you're smart if you're a smart person it only takes one thing to just kind of like wash that all away and now like what were you like before the, all this happened were you ever like a skeptic in any sense or were you, did you kind of just not think about you know the pharmaceutical industry or the you know were, were you were you a natural skeptic or you're a natural born skeptic i guess i should ask um i'm i guess like a recovered normie as it were sure um i was working in music so i was very like libtarded and, and what mm -hmm. have you as you, then, as you have to be mm -hmm. yeah and I honestly attribute my like awakening or whatever with going off of birth control and SSRIs. I mean, many such <laughs> cases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, so, that's like a special form, form of fluoride for women. Like, yeah, because um, it was so strange. Like, I, I mean, I've been on it since I was fifteen. I never, I was not curious, and I wasn't interested in reading. And I think those are two very important things mm -hmm. for just everything. And um, so, as soon totally. as I went off of it, I started just like being much more interested in like wondering about things. And when, as soon as COVID hit my boyfriend, he had like survived 9-11 and then obviously like knew how all the like, you know, the TSA stuff never went away. And so right. as soon as they said two weeks, he was like, no, this is forever. And I was like, I was kind of like aware that everything was fucked up, but I didn't know that like, 
it was that fucked up. Um, so yeah, he called it. Obviously, I had been listening to the Liberty Report. He uh, he also um, uh, knew or what's it called? Guess that they were they were going to do forced vaccinations and things like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, and so, but I also had I had like a uncurable bladder disease from birth control, <sighs> and. <laughs> So having that completely go away when I stopped taking birth control and then having none of the doctors believe me that that was what had done it still, still when I see doctors and I tell them I used to have interstitial cystitis, but then I stopped taking birth control. They're like, mm, do you want to see an interstitial cystitis? Mm, I don't like, know about that. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like uh, we, we'd have to, you know, well, we'd have to look at the charts and da, 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 all. You know, it's always that kind of thing. Like, you know, it reminds me of when I went to my dentist and I'd gone off like fluoride free toothpaste for the last couple of years. And like my dentist appointment, like five years ago was like a, a bloody nightmare of like flossing when I was like, you know, definitely not taking the best care of my teeth, but I was using all their dumb crest shit that they were using. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, everything like looks kind of like, so, uh, you know, like you need a little scraping and cleaning here and there, but like, we thought it was going to be much worse. You haven't been here in five years. And I was like, Oh yeah. And they're like, what toothpaste are you using? I told them this like, well, hippie fluoride free bullshit. And they're like, wow. I mean, you're just really lucky. Cause like that doesn't work. Apparently like there's something else. Like, are you just like eating really well? I was like, no, nah, I'm caking shit to my teeth, dude, just so I can, I can <laughs> pressure wash it off. And, uh, and, and I, fruit. Yeah. Nothing but good and plenties and a yeah. bit of honeys. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> like, you know, I'm doing all that stuff, but that is crazy. And you, and you bring up a good point. I don't want to get too far off of the COVID stuff, but you bring up a good point about this is something we don't talk about. We're just two guys, you know, like with, with birth control to, young women at 15 think about like a 15 year old like woman's mind i mean okay some guys stop thinking that hard but like the the thing about like a 15 year old woman's mind what's going on there you know what i mean like if you've been around one i have a niece that's like holy shit put caution tape around this woman like this is an insane person but she wasn't on any of that stuff you know what i mean she was just going through i mean they just it's just a tough time for them you know what i mean yeah. like yes. and but when you add just this like insane pharmaceutical thing and it's, it's to regulate menstruation, is it not? Like I, I, I I'm completely in the dark on this. They'll give it to you for anything. Um, they gave it to me for depression and anxiety, which I'm pretty sure it worsened, but <laughs> it took me a long time to find out. <laughs> um, and yeah, they give it to people to regulate their periods for acne. It does seem like it's pretty effective for that, but I mean, so is changing your diet or just, yeah, think, yeah, exactly. I don't know, <laughs> exercising. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, it, they're, they're really playing fast and loose. And then when I went, um, the, the last time I saw a doctor, he was like, he basically treated me like I was retarded for not being on birth control. Um, so they're crazy. really aggressive about it. It's very strange. They're like, um, they, they're basically like, you're just going to get pregnant. Just like, and I, I think, I mean, it, it's not that easy to get pregnant. They definitely fear monger the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. If you're paying attention, like yeah. it's not, it's not just going to like surprise. No, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I look, there's Kate. And also it's like the way that we, the way that you are psyoped into that being like corporal punishment too, by the way, like, just like you're, this is going to happen if you don't. It's like, yeah, I get it. Not every, you know, young girl is, is for sure ready for that kind of stuff. But like, it's just, it's just like crazy where it's like, okay, but like, you know, we're giving these people Gardasil, you know what I mean? And all these like crazy, like HPV shots, we're giving them the boys to like, which is also kind of like, 
I don't know. I don't know enough about it to, to make a sweeping claim about it, but I don't feel great about it. And, no. you know, all, all these things. And, you know, you, so, so you, you brought up a point that like you, you kind of, it kind of like dulls you a little bit. Right. I mean, like when I, cause I took, um, I took this shit called proactive. I don't know if anyone remembers proactive for acne. I had terrible acne when I was, uh, probably like 17. I had like terrible, terrible acne. And, um, you know, it was just kind of one of those things that I felt like, you know, it just felt like teenage, like it was just going to work its way through, but like, I'm not going to lie. I was getting roasted. That shit sucks. You know, I got to, let me get this out of here. And I was using this stuff and I swear to God, like, I was like, I felt like I need, like, it was like a biohazard stuff on the bottle. I'm like, Oh Lord. So I was putting it on now and it's, it just wipes me clean. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, this is like amazing. Proactive is a little bit expensive and they used to have like the TV channel where you'd be like, Hey, your first three months, like, you know, this is a, this is like you get this price and then my mom looked at the thing she's like we're not doing proactive anymore i just wash your face and stuff <laughs> that shit came back like hives it was like it was insane i woke up and i was like like my face got addicted to it you know and um and you know there's the if, if you haven't read up on accutane right or these uh, these other certain things where like people kids were like driven to suicide from this stuff which again they'll chalk up to bullying um you know and and other things like that, things that have been around for a lot longer than Accutane has. And all I'm saying is like, you know, if you have kids around that age, just be really careful. That's all I'm going to say. I can't, I'm not going to say, don't do this, do this. I mean, you, I completely agree with parental autonomy over, over children, but you just like, gotta be careful. Cause these people, this is like their most vulnerable, sensitive state is like that age. Yeah. I think the age thing is so important too, because like, something could yeah just the way something reacts to someone that's like in their 20s versus that's like in middle yeah. school is i don't really feel like there's enough attention paid to that because i was i got the gardasil vaccine and so i've been like frantically researching it lately yeah and i do feel like a lot of the the side effects were kind of like when i got it in my late 20s but i think you know they're obviously started pushing it towards people that were a lot younger and it does make sense that that would cause more issues if you're still like growing like different mm -hmm. parts and stuff like that and i mean i'm just hoping that for me personally because i don't want my body to be wrecked because of my <laughs> mm -hmm. retarded choices but um yeah i think a lot of the ssris and the accutane and all of that stuff i used to use acne medicine but i'm pretty sure it just was bleach or something like i really that's feel probably like just better like... <laughs> that's literally probably better like like i mean you know at the end of the day you had it right it's it's um at the end of the day it's it's eat well hydrate get some sun don't lock yourself in in there for a while um sugar is gonna you know eating like just candy all the time is absolutely gonna destroy your skin and things like that which a lot of young kids do that and um and also like it's okay to like go through a bad acne phase as a kid like it's like it's not the end of the world yeah. you know what i mean like it's it sucks to trust me i was there it happens the i you know it, it, def it definitely happens but that that's interesting I, I i we hadn't touched on that before so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up so in 2020 after that when do, when does it when do you finally i know you say like listening to ron paul liberty report i remember seeing something from steve bannon at the time who i was told is like the, the most evil person of all time but he he had it 1000 percent correct at the yeah. beginning <laughs> like 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 he was in the damn gain of function lab himself like seeing it all happen uh he had it 1000 percent correct when did you just go like confidently this is complete bullshit what we're doing to respond to this well i definitely i was starting to suspect things i think in april obviously i wasn't i knew they were yeah. they were exaggerating things but um 
then when I can't remember when it was that they started saying that you had to wear masks. Um, Cause in the beginning they were telling everyone you didn't have to wear masks. I mean, in yeah. April they were telling people, but they kind of like ramped it up. And I think when everyone started wearing masks outside and I was like, I know like the one thing that I did feel confident in was that even if it was bad, that wearing a mask outside didn't do anything. Um, and I, you know, I'm living in New York. I need fresh air. I need like mm -hmm. to get, out and not have every time I leave my apartment be wearing a mask. And so I would go on walks a lot and I wouldn't wear a mask. And that was honestly the first time in my life that I've ever had to stand up for myself. And I, I just, it was such a weird thing. Cause I was like, I know everyone else is doing this. I know people are going to be mean to me, but I can't do it. Like I can't. Yeah. And, um, and so I think, yeah, either May or June. I just, I, I would wear masks. And I still had like a huge dilemma with wearing masks in shops, but I do feel like that was the right choice because I, I didn't want these, you know, obviously these store owners were having, would have gotten fines and I didn't want that for them. So yeah, I, was, I, that was a tough decision to make. There, like, mm. yeah, there's people that are like, I never wore a fucking mask. And it's like, okay, well, I wish <laughs> I could have done that, but I couldn't have got bought groceries. And I, the places that wouldn't have said anything, I think they would have maybe gotten in trouble. Yeah, and so. a lot of people that were like, like, I never wore a mask. They went and got the shot. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, well, because yeah, I had to do this. Okay. Well, I had to go, go to this one-time purchase where, and I'm, I am not, a proponent of masks however i view wearing something over my face for just a brief period of time way less of a commitment than than whatever that nonsense in that mrna shot or even the johnson and johnson going into yeah. my body was you know that was way more of a commitment for that for, for me personally look if you got it you got it. it's never about one individual taking it but the people that like puff their chest out i never wore a mask the entire time that's cool i live in a major city so i mean just is what it is like it's just it, and I the minute I didn't have to I, I never did uh, the minute it became that gray I don't know if you ever noticed this that gray area situation where the sign was on the door please wear a mask but like you could tell you didn't really have to you know like then it's like yeah absolutely and it's like you know pick and choose your battles you know what I mean I don't want to end up on a viral video unless I'm wearing like a rare candy shirt you know, to pop you know uh, maybe possibly promote it you know what I mean like a little EA sports it's in the game type thing <laughs> and uh, you know if, if that ends up happening but you know, for the most part, I don't want to make a scene, especially because half the time I'm with my family who loves the masks, who loves the shots. And I was fighting my own battle with them. Yeah, you know? it's it, it was a it was a tough time. And then you have the Floyd rallies. You have the Floyd rallies, which I think was I think a lot of people are lying when they say in March they thought it was complete bullshit right off the bat. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like some people. That's when I think some people were, were doing guesswork and in a political sense, if you got it right, because it, it was a novel virus. It was a novel virus coming from there. And if you got it right, like more, more power to you, that's great. But I think once people saw like just straight up anarchy in the streets with the pallets of bricks just being put there and and um, the fact that like, oh, there was actually no spike whatsoever, but spring break in Florida was um, <laughs> crystal knocked. You know what I mean? Like that was actually the you know, that those two things with complete different political agendas actually uh, one was completely safe and peaceful and nobody died. And the other one, everyone died. You know what I mean? And yeah. Being cooked. I think that was the the real time for everybody, I think, was when the summer of love, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, 
for me personally, I was just, I didn't know anyone who died from COVID or anything, but right. I was hearing about a lot of musicians that killed themselves. And I was hearing a lot about suicides and <sighs> alcoholism I, and everything. Just yes. people like people develop it. Like, not, it, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but not even for like people that like died. Cause like die, the weird thing about dying is like, it's like, why does it have to be death for me to notice a decay in society? Right. Like for, for when I see somebody that's perfectly fine, you know, we, we had a guy on from Australia a long time ago and he was like, I used to have to just FaceTime my friend every day who was already like kind of not doing great before COVID mentally. Now I had to like FaceTime him every day to make sure he was still alive, you know, and just to make sure he didn't take his own life. And, and, you know, in Australia is a completely different beast in what they did to respond to this virus. But like, it's always like, no, like somebody who developed like a debilitating, like alcoholism during this time, like that didn't need to happen. I know, I know there's still a personal element of consumption there, which ultimately nobody held the gun to your head, but like, the response, if we're gonna if we're gonna ascribe death to people, because it, people are way too easy to say there's blood on your hands. It's way too easy for people to say that if you didn't wear a mask, if you didn't get a shot, it's way too easy. Well, it's like, well, okay, but your response led to a huge spike in excess deaths, and why did that happen? You know, or even just bad, or even just like kids just being like dumb, just straight up dumb. I hate saying it, but like if you talk to a kid now who had to lose two years, maybe even in some, uh, more than that. Uh, to, of school and just not even so much school, but just social interaction with their friends. They're dumb. Like they, they, you like they already were like screen addicted. It was already tough. They were already behind the eight ball, but it's like, you got to own that. We, we've been saying that for a while. We'll, we'll own Man, like the grandma. Today, they they yeah. weren't owning it. They, they're not, they're still not owning it. A lot of the people, you know, <laughs> yeah. and they're not like, it's like, Oh, it was a couple months and stuff. And it was like, Imagine if you couldn't play senior baseball or me oh, football. Yeah, you know what I mean? It, that, like, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I can't even. If they dumped a bunch of sand on the field, like how they did with yeah, the yeah. skate park. <laughs> skate park. No, that was that was still the weirdest thing to me. I was like, I remember like there was like lockdowns. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing caution tape on the playgrounds. I'm like, that's weird. And yeah. then I remember seeing sand being dumped in the those Venice Beach like L.A. like skate parks and stuff mm -hmm. with dump trucks. And I was like, oh, this is like this is not two weeks. You know, nah, like and, this or the is, surfers, the surfers was there'd be like a random surfer, like 400 feet out and they'd come and get them, you know, yeah, yeah. which, which seems like it would spread COVID more, you know, like of all the things you could do to like just harassing one surfer by bringing in like three cops to, uh, <laughs> you know, I digress, but yeah, but yeah, like, like you, okay. like our thing was, I remember for a longest time, I, one of the things I, I, Sai said this at the, one of the first times we really started covering COVID in like this, like with a with a kind of a not an all-knowing sense but like a knowing the truth at least was when you had said like look i'll own the grandma deaths you got to own the excess deaths and we'll just do a tally yeah at the end you know yeah. what i mean like and now you you have you know that was before they even rolled out the vaccine so you got to own those ones too like you got a whole nother L, uh revenue stream of deaths coming your way and and yes <laughs> deaths i'm not i'm not tiptoeing around that people died from it so i know people love to pretend oh it wasn't the the holocaust that you guys said it was a lot of people died okay like it did <laughs> like well i those are the people I've, I've known people that have so it's like i don't know anybody that died of COVID, not directly so it's That's just the craziest thing. It's so do you guys remember like on this whole topic? Do you guys remember seeing that video of that one? It was like some nurse, some PA. Uh, and he's basically he's at some town hall and he just got like red pilled. He's like, 
he's like, I realized what we were doing finally, you know, with the whole incentives and the whole putting people on ventilators. And he starts like crying and shaking because he's like, mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, we were complicit in literally murdering these people that weren't going to die of COVID. <laughs> and it's crazy. Yeah, that one always stuck out to me. Have you guys seen, remember that? Remember that? I don't, one? I don't think yeah. I saw that. I, I mean, I saw a few town hall incidents, but back then, but like, so, I mean, he basically, it was a it's nerf. Yeah. He's like, he's like, these people wouldn't have died if it weren't for our intervention, basically, which is great. And he's like, there's no coming to you can't go back to your job after saying that you know? and, and look and like look you know i will say like i don't think i don't know that like nurses necessarily nurses are very much like snap 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 let's move around move to the next person let's clear beds out let's do this do this they're not i, I think a lot of them look if that's what you're instructed to do that's what you're instructed to do i know where the orders come from they come from the top down like i don't necessarily go out there and like be like hunt all the nurses down hunt all the doctors down yeah, it's not yeah. really my that's not really my pro you know like my mo with it with this stuff but there is something to be said where like you just gotta like step back and be like what are we doing to these people like yeah. they have covid but they come in here and then they immediately worsen them in if they step in here right because a lot of times what you'd hear firsthand from people that worked in er's they'd be like look there'd be like just like hyperventilating like people just coming in because they they thought they were going to test positive. Like they weren't even sick. They just like yeah. were exposed. We're having a panic attack about being exposed. Then came to the hospital. Maybe they did test positive. Sure. Whatever. You know, I mean, it was going around. I don't, I'm not a, the virus isn't real kind of guy, but you, 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 maybe that did happen. But then like, you just picture you're having a panic attack, panic attack. You maybe even faint a little bit. And then you have a ventilator down your throat. Michael Crichton coma, 1978. Check it out. You know, it's crazy. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just nuts. Like you, it, I, we, we gloss past that a lot. A lot of, even I'm, we're guilty about it in this pod because we're, we've, we've been anti-vaxxers since before COVID. So 2021 was our sweet spot in covering that, but the 2020 response, it, it cannot be ignored. Yeah. No. And I think like, maybe not anymore, but a while it was like hip to say that we didn't really lock down and all that stuff. And, oh God. um, I think, I think, I mean, obviously we weren't like whatever bolted into our rooms like they did in, in China, allegedly, who knows if that's even real, but um, yeah. I think it's much more sinister that people were convinced to like, to do this themselves. Like they were convinced to be scared of their friends. They were convinced yeah. to enforce all of these things. Like, that's so much more dangerous than like a physical like force, like where people are like secretly plotting and stuff. Like we tried to have a little house show in June of 2020. We bought a keg. We invited like it was going to be less than 10 people. So it was like legal as it were. And hmm. um, and everyone bailed. Everyone bailed because they were going to see their parents in a few weeks and they didn't want to kill them. And it's just like, how do you fight that? That's much harder to fight than like a physical force i think yeah and just feeling that you're incapable that you're a, a good person i am not capable of, of murder like I, I don't think i am like at all like even a self-defense situation it would take me a lot i'm just not that kind of guy but that being said everybody had the capability of it from march 2020 on right everybody was was given the capability that you were carrying a loaded gun and like you know when when you when you try to talk to people because i when when in 2020 i didn't I probably should have pushed back harder on in my in real life things when people were like, we need to do this. We need to do this. I kind of just like went with it. And 
with, as far as just like my coworkers, my family and stuff, I didn't really want to get in arguments. But once the shot came out, I made it absolutely clear. I am not taking this. I, I like I told my parents, I'm like, it's not happening. So whatever you're going to do, you're doing this to me. I'm not doing anything to you. I'm not going to kill you. I am not doing that's not how that's not how murder works. You know what I mean? Like truly, like it's not. It's yeah. like you know, people like had this new definition of murder. I mean, you talk about terms that get defined, right? You have man, woman, like what is that? None of these things mean anything anymore. But like murder was a term that got redefined. Like people like because whenever whenever you would stump somebody in an argument where you clearly like they knew something secondhand from like CNN and they would feel confident telling you that you were wrong, but you know, like encyclopedia Britannica yeah. stuff of like you know you just you were like we're, we're, we, we know our shit right you have to the skeptics always do and uh because we're used to being tested but then they would when they would kind of be like backed into a corner when you try to have just a good natured debate with them they would say people died man what a weird thing like what a weird thing like it was it was just this like you're done the conversation's over people died okay great did i kill them you got fingerprints? Did I do it? Like at that point, like I'm sympathetic to people dying, especially at the hands of the medical industry, especially from a virus that was made in the lab. Why are you not mad at that? You know what I mean? Why? If you're freaked out about the virus, why are you not doing George Floyd rallies in Wuhan at the gain of function lab at Fort Detrick at wherever you think it came from? Like, why are you not doing that? <laughs> it's just like like you're mad at me. You're mad at me. And it, it became this political weapon. Like it became this political weapon more than anything. And it just is like. When you're a guy, when you're a person who has skepticism of the pharmaceutical industry, the scariest thing is when it becomes political. Like truly, even if even if you see one side embracing you for a little bit, for one, you only know that's temporary. You know that's only temporary until you disagree with maybe something else with them and or until the election's over or until anything like that. And then the other side, you're dead to them. And they don't have to apologize. That's just not the way it works. They don't have to apologize. They're allowed to just hit reset like a video game. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, like you said, they, they the, the virus was released from a lab, and they killed people in hospitals, and they they call you crazy for wanting people to take vitamin D when it's absolutely proven now. You know, it's just it's mm -hmm. such an insane thing. I remember my yeah, because I I got the, like you said the original strain, and it was right when it was hilarious because it was it was right when I got laid off from work. I got sick. I think I got sick at work. I felt sick the day that they shut everything down. I got laid off. And Sorry. then like, you remember, so, remember, do you remember what you did that one time? What? what Wait, I remember you hit me up and I remember like still thinking like, fuck dude, like hopefully like you don't die, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I remember, like thinking like, it was like, this could be bad. Yeah. And like, I remember you were like, yeah, I'm on the Greyhound now to like go see my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? Yeah. No. And I, well, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I lived on like a, well, well, first thing I like the week before that, I went and visit my sister and her two young boys. And yeah, well, same thing. When I got back, I was freaking out. I was like, I killed those kids. Like they're going to die from this disease that I just spread. To it's them. so crazy. You know? Yeah. And I was crazy thinking that now. And then and then, yeah, and I, I lived on like a busy ass street, uh, really popular up here in, in Portland when when all that went down. And I was just in my I had this upstairs apartment and I felt like just like a like a really shitty cold, not even as bad as a flu. And, and it sucked and I, I did get like some kind of weird long COVID. So I'm not, I'm definitely not one of those people saying that's hundred percent fake. I think it is a lot for a lot of people and psychosomatic, yeah. but I do think this is a weird virus and there's some weird shit going on with it. And then I'd be walking around and this busy street was like a ghost town during those two weeks. It was kind of sick and apocalyptic in a weird way. I'd, you know, walk around, there'd be no one. 
and except for the giant homeless population that always lived down there. And I'd walk past them and he'd be like, hey, bro, come hit this joint. Let's party with us. And I'm like, <laughs> I yeah. thinking, like, aren't you guys all supposed to be dead right now? And I was like, oh, OK, like this. It was like it didn't flip it for me immediately, but it was my first like, huh, you know, and and then I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't think we should be doing that. I was like, I don't think we should be sharing joints and booze right now. And like, not in like a scolding way. I was just kind of like, trying to get out of the convo. Loser, yeah, no, loser, he's man. You know, and the guy, the guy laughed. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. Just, <laughs> I was like, we were just laughing, and it was so it's such a humanizing moment. But I was just like, yeah. And then what's funny is like, well, you know, you told it was Serena, a frequent guest of this this spot, who was like. Mm-hmm who's like, you know, pretty like lived out in a lot of ways and like, right, right, doing right. climate marches and shit. And she, she was the one that got me. She's like, it's all bullshit. Like lockdowns are not good. And, mm-hmm. and I remember talking to her. I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. Masks seem to make sense and blah, blah, blah. And then like three weeks later, I was like, yo, this shit, I was just, you know, I was like, this shit's crazy, dude. So, yeah. And, and yeah, you're ready dude. to like, you know, for me, when I, when I sk- step down like a skeptic rabbit hole kind of thing, I'm ready to be stopped. I'm ready for something yeah. to be like, to set the, the, the little grocery store checkout bar in between orders to be like, mm, that's enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the, 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 don't go too far there. It never happened. I'm yeah. like all this shit. Like, it's like, once I found out, I'm like, okay, we, you know, we're young and healthy. This is not a, a, a big deal. And, um, you know, even old people, it's like, okay, if old, if old people die it's like that's how life works i mean it's you know you don't want to be the one that did it but it's like that's how life works unfortunately like it's mm-hmm. we wish we could have our grandparents around forever but we can't and the you know then the you find out about the hospitals and you're like oh so the the hospital response is wrong the place that you go when something's wrong was doing things wrong <laughs> that like that <laughs> that right there you you can't go back like you just can't go back and it's like then people cannot see the connection between that and mRNA COVID vaccines and, or even just anything. They're like, no, but that's, that's just a money grab for Pfizer. Like, I mean, you get it. Cause it's probably helps, you know, and stuff. And it, and then it becomes this like political thing. It's like, nah, man, like that's all, that's all, it's all part of the same thing. Like there was no, like they all, everybody that wanted you to mask where maybe wear two masks, wanted to weld yourself inside your apartment. And uh, all of a sudden conveniently these streaming services, Uber eats and all that stuff are super popular at that point. And, and um, Amazon, they want you to just do that for the rest of your life. Uh, those people also want you to get every single shot. So it's it's all one thing. There's no sense in like just well that part's real, that part's fake, that part no it's it's all fake. This entire thing is fake. Like you and and one thing we didn't they suppressed the treatments. Yeah. There are treatments. Yeah. There are treatments for COVID. And like you hear about this stuff with like like measles and everything. You can treat measles. Like these yeah. these diseases have treatments. Well, it's People funny to, you, yeah, you bring yeah. that up because of the the IV, the home IV thing you did. Like, I want to learn that legit. I just, I don't need to learn how to do that because I'm, you know, you, that's what Suzanne Humphrey says, right? You have measles or whipping cough, just intravenous vitamin C is like a day, clears it up, boom, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, and then you have lifelong real immunity. Sorry, I cut you off. But yeah, that was just, it's, it's crazy. We have to learn because, but if you go and try and get that at some fucking hospital, they're not going to do it for you. The cheapest, safest solution, right? Just intravenous vitamin C. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it's fucking it's fucking wild. Like I, I want to learn how to do that, you know, cause I want kids and shit like that. And I, it's just, it's, you gotta learn how to give a home IV or something. I don't know. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's nuts. I, I don't remdesivir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rem, you know, like all that stuff. I mean, you, you look at the price of remdesivir 
and and it has to be you know like it, it's i forget what it was but it's there's four digits there's a comma you know what i mean like it's, it's a, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that happens there and you know then you talk about you know ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and and you know that that being said like i don't even want to chalk that up to our healthcare system because in other countries those were suppressed where they had socialized healthcare like this was a coordinated event this was the one time that every country worked with each other on something. Yeah. Something was happening. There was not, I mean, there was one country, Tanzania that tried it. The guy got, got it. Like if you strayed from the pack, you were toast. You know what I'm saying? There were countries that tried immediately. Those people were, were replaced for fascism purposes or whatever to alleviate fascism and stuff. Anybody that tried to do something different. I mean, even like Ron DeSantis trying to give people monocolonial antibodies, which appeared to be quite good. Right. When you when you took them within a certain time frame upon a positive test, when that happened, like you realize like, you know, and and this is why, again, reading Dissolving Illusions is so important, because although we are in a time where the technology is different and everything, the response is still generally the same, where it's either you take the shot that we just spent and created and just got funded and all that stuff or you die. Those are the two things. You're going to die one way or another, even if you beat it in the hospital. We got this little tube thing here. You know what I'm saying? See you later. <laughs> and um, I'm thankful that your boyfriend didn't have to go through any of that kind of stuff because I, yeah. you know, that's that that's really scary because, you know, and just the fact that he wasn't alone. That was a huge part yeah. about COVID was just being alone. Like I was we felt locked down in a sense. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't open. Pretty much stuff was like takeout only and all these things. But I had my wife and she believes the same things I believe as far as this type of stuff goes. I had that. You know what I mean? So it's like I was never actually alone. So, but so a lot of people were, and if he was alone, who knows what would have happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like looking back at all of that, like if, so if he was alone, like, you know, a lot of people, they lost their job and then they would get some sort of illness and not have any resources. And then, and then it's racist to have noticed this, but there were extremely terrifying fireworks going off constantly during the BLM riots, like all it all the time, um, like until like 4am and stuff. And I never quite figured out what it was. But it's just there were so many things back to back to back that would really just, just put someone over the edge. Like, I mean, I, I was thinking like, if you had a small child, like people were talking about people's dogs were dying during the, the fireworks and stuff like that, because they were so scared. And yeah. it's just lots of things that like, on its own, it's so absurd. It, and also, like, it just doesn't see, but then just all of those things all together, it just really, it's, and then I think so many people just are, like, traumatized from it, and they've been gaslit so much. Like, I would go to North Carolina to visit my, like, left-leaning family, and they would just be like, what are you, is everything's fine? Like, and they just, so many people were just, like, not alarmed by the, the story I told you about the hospital or any of it. They were just like, it's fine. And so people, I think, like, just pushed all these these things down and it I don't know I kind of thought there was going to be some sort of I thought the apologies would feel a little better than they do but no. it's, there's vindications not uh, real unfortunately it's not going to happen and I'm okay I've come to terms with that at this you point. have to you have to you're not you're not going to get your the person the problem is is we love we love these people that don't that won't apologize that's the problem and we do and you just have to kind of yeah, we all know those people in real life, and I'm not saying these are the same people, but for this issue, I, I, I will say that 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 tends to happen. Like I had a friend one time where, like, he would no joke, like, 
try to like run me over with his car sometimes we'd get in like a, a, a fight over stuff like that and like really like like crazy stuff like he would just take like a, a simple disagreement to the next level and then the next day he'd call me up and, hey man what are you doing what's up you know what i mean and it's like like that's what covid was like for a lot of people where it's like we're constantly in a war because it was an election right and that's why it's like when you talk about the lab leak look we we have our our, our friend you know jonathan latham that comes on and he really one of our really pivotal episodes was the first time he ever came on. I mean, every time he's come on has been great, but the first time he's came on when he talked about the lab leak and where the only thing I kind of not so much disagreed with him on, but was kind of like, I don't think that's how it got out was that he was talking about. It was being kind of expedited. The gain of function research was being expedited at a lower security level there just because there's not as many hula hoops you have to jump through to to work and stuff and if you've read the andromeda strain you'll you'll kind of understand what people uh what what that type of stuff is i just why does it leak when we have a president that nobody you know likes quote unquote in the media and in a, an election year uh in with with blm riots attached to it and everything I, it leaked at the perfect time is all i'm saying yeah. like for whatever that happens it's just the timing was insane like well, what it, is it quote unquote leaked because it was here before sure so like, and I, that's that's the crazy thing they of course unveiled it dude. i they, thought yeah. i had it in 2019 i had some yeah. weird sh- i had some weird like goose like weird like you know like ghostbusters green phlegm like coming out of my like mouth at this time this weird thing where i was just like really tired really groggy really nauseous and just like coughing never feeling like I was going to die, but I had this weird thing in 2019. My wife had it and and we were both just like, this is weird. Like what, what happened? And then this was like, you know, right in the holidays in 2019. And I'm sure it was around even before that. I'm not saying it's not, but all I'm saying is like the, the, the huge response was done at the perfect time for there to be a large wealth transfer for there to be school closures right because you couldn't do this in even like 2016 you didn't even have the technology to do this kind of stuff like right like to 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 have virtual learning and and things like that we just didn't have the technology for that then um and and all these things like it happens during like the streaming era right which we talked we opened with talking about how streaming is probably just not great right it's probably not a net good for society right um even if you use it or not it's it happened at like the perfect time. So like, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I consider this podcast and the community around it to be a safe space. I'm, I'm reclaiming safe space as something that's good. It's good to have safe spaces. That's the, you get the, you know, daily wire version of the, of the safe space. Like, haha, you need your safe space. Those guys need one too. So it's like, everybody needs one. And what I can say now is that don't disown your family members because family is still very important. If your family you know, I, I have some struggles with I wasn't allowed to say goodbye to my grandmother when she was at in-home hospice care in home. So the person whose house it was decided I couldn't come and say goodbye. And I was the only person keeping tabs on her for the years where she was healthy. So it was kind of one of those things where I had to call her on the phone to say goodbye. Um, I'm in retrospect. I'm glad I didn't see her suffering. Um, but it, but still like just the principle, the idea that that like she's literally dying of uterine cancer. And you think that maybe my asymptomatic uh, spit molecule, perhaps, uh, through a mat. I'll wear whatever you want. I'll wear a fucking hazmat suit to come say out to my grandma. I literally don't care at this point. And that didn't happen. But I still don't disown those people. I wouldn't disown these people, but insulate yourself. 
uh, collectivism, I don't think is real in, uh, anymore in terms of this society, especially with social media, where everybody's an individual enterprise and everybody, every, there's this individualistic society in the West that I think a lot of communist, good natured communist people struggle with. I don't think we have that collectivism available, but you can have a strong, small group around you. And I, I urge all of you to try to find that. Meet up through this podcast. We have a Discord. Pop in. Ask me for an invite. I'll get you the invite. Go in our Discord. Start meeting up with people. You might find some people nearby. Go hang out with them. Like it's 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 like it's. I can't tell people how much it is to have some just one person near you that agrees with you. Like just one person, because you're not crazy, but you can be by default crazy when you're around crazy people. Yeah, I think it's so important to have people that you feel comfortable speaking freely. And I'm not a very uh, um, confrontational person and I right. don't like conflict. And But I feel very strong in these opinions that I hold that are controversial now. And so I do think being around like-minded people um, makes it a lot easier to be patient and see the, mm -hmm. and just really appreciate the people that are saying things that are really stupid um, and just kind of, just let it roll off of you. <laughs> you have to. I mean, it's it's just for your own. Don't ruin yourself. You see some of the greatest minds in alternative thinking. They get eaten alive by their own isolation sometimes mm -hmm. because and, and it sucks because you you ultimately they do good things for you. They bring you to a place that you need to be. But you look at their lives. You don't want that. And mm -hmm. it's I, I'm just saying it's like we I don't you know, I've seen it. I've seen it happen and I feel bad because there's people that just they have an issue kind of they have an issue still trying to move on in society. And I don't necessarily mean, you know, make hedges with your politics or anything, but just like pick and choose your battles and just like, you know, look, when they offer you pharmaceuticals, you can deny them. You can. You have the power to do that. Like it's tough. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you might not have that perfect job. You know, those jobs are for for a selected class. I hate to break it to you, but you only get one life and I've seen people who get wrecked by these things and they're not thinking about the, the nice 401k that they've solidified or the, you know, uh, stock options that they have when they're, when they're hurt by these interventions. So it's just something to consider. It's, uh, ultimately I, I, I'm, I'm an individual, I'm an individualist in the sense that I think that our bodies are one big community as far as like individual, your individual ecosystem is one big thing. So take care of that. If everybody takes care of that, if everybody is not taking things at, you know, at pivotal ages of their life to kind of dull their senses, if everybody's just thinking the same, I think we end up at least getting to a point where we're just better as people. And I think that's where we need to be. Yeah. I, I think people focusing on themselves, especially their own health, mm -hmm. instead of blaming other people for their problems and it'll make them a better person and it'll just, yeah, make everything better. I think they're trying to convince us that just victimhood is the the coolest thing to do and yeah and don't become not. a victim <laughs> don't become a victim just because they these people were victims in 2020 that that were kind of you can only you can only ascend in the ranks when you're on when you're on the side of the you know status quo like as a victim that's the only time you can do that we don't get that option so what i say to those people is forgive because I, I do you know i do consider myself a you know christian and, and things like that like i do forgive always forgive no matter what happens forgive never forget never don't ever forget because there's going to be another round two of this i don't know what it's going to yes. be 
I don't know what it's going to be. It could be chemical spills. I mean, just stay, you know, keep an eye out for that type of stuff. It could be a lot of things. Don't fall for everything. Not everything is a five alarm fire, but just never forget. Not, you know, 2020, never forget. Not 9-11. I would love it to get a shirt edit of like nine, like 2020, never forget. Like just that, that type of thing. Just don't forget. That's all, that's all it is. So um, I guess I had one more question for you. Um, indie music. Uh, you talked about it home shows things like that is there any way any way we can even get back to like myspace level indie greatness i don't know if you remember that or not but like you know just like the myspace era where it was like you'd hear about like certain bands like local bands you know like a the kind of like girl with a bunch of myspace friends would have it as their myspace song and like they would these bands would kind of pop off a little bit you know and and things like that could we get back to like that era is it doesn't feel like that far long ago well, I think one of the worst things that have come from like the PC culture and then the COVID stuff is like the lack of collaboration because everyone's mm -hmm. kind of attacking each other for various reasons. And I think that has been something that has really stunted things. Um, so part of what I've been trying to do with my blog is just help other musicians connect with like-minded musicians and um, just people with like a common bond, a common respect for music. And I feel in like the importance, like understanding that it transcends politics and that you don't have, you can disagree with someone on something and still make art with them and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and I think when that has been going away, I don't know. Um, I think that's what has really killed everything, but I, I there's yeah. a lot going on and there's a lot of people just still, collaborating and making really cool art and music and podcasts. So I, I'm very hopeful for the future. I feel like the, this like kind of podcast scene is really, I think yeah. an orb of cool stuff. Well, cause that's how stand up comedy is. Like, I, I mean like this right now, what we're doing, this is people will disagree. This, this is better than stand up comedy. No, truly like, like the best stand up comedians, unless you're, you know, like a, a household name, right? And Kevin Hart and, you know, people like that. These, these people, they have like an, they have a podcast usually that like more people listen to. They might, you know, then you might, you might go, hey, I'm going to go see this guy in Phoenix when he comes to Phoenix or whatever. Da, 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 that, that might happen. Like Matt and, you know, uh, Matt and Shane, who I like the uh, Matt and Shane secret podcast. I think those guys are incredible and stuff. The come town guys, all those, they're, they're all, they're all like their podcast is what like people really, gravitate to because it is because i think more so than anything people are really starved for just conversation like a good conversation right and not like so i'm at the dmv the other day lines real long you ever been in a long line you know like those type of like like setups they were very funny in the past but now we're just like i just want something organic to happen in front of me you know like a real conversation and people think that art dying out maybe it is i don't i don't see it personally uh maybe that's just because i have a vested interest in it but i think this is the way to go and like as far as musicians go we have a, we have a decent amount in our community we have some people that actually at the end of this episode i'm going to be featuring an instrumental from the nanny state uh um i don't i don't know if i'm supposed to say his artist name at all but he's a tw uh, twitter user that sent me a nice instrumental to put at the end of it so i will put that in there shout out to him but we have some independent artists that are in our kind of uh, like our theme song is made by an independent artist named Sheffrey and like, and chef. And uh, I can't remember which one, which one he goes by, but at the time it was Sheffrey on Twitter, but there were, are there any independent artists that you'd like to just 
let people know about right now. I mean, we have a, a limited audience, but it's definitely people that go check for things. People people buy Rishi mushroom tonic because we <laughs> talk about it. So, you know, um, is there anybody you'd like to put on or, or kind of like uh, recommend? Yeah, no, I would love to. Um, there's, I mean, that's been like the best part of everything I've been doing. It's just been finding musicians that I just really, really mm -hmm. like. And um, I really like Gold Pony. Y'all are probably familiar. Er with Eric, yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I know him. I, I, I definitely know him. Yeah, he's he's definitely got some like uh, really interesting stuff that I've never heard. Like kind of style that I've never heard before. And it's like sometimes it's really intense. It's got like a good groove, good pocket to it. Yeah, shout yeah, out to him. his mm -hmm. stuff's great. He was one of the first people that agreed to do an interview for my vlog. Um, and I was just so excited to see someone like. Uh, talking shit about the music industry, but then um, he's just a wonder. He just seems like a very sweet and good man, and I love his music. But um, Battitude, um, they might kind of make kind of goofy jock rock. Um, we and need that. They're great. It's like good workout jams. Um, do y'all follow Byzantine Barbie? Absolutely. She has a mm -hmm. music project, Charbel. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's how you say it. Um, and then um, Utter Blocks is one of my other favorite there in London. And they're really, really good. It's like Britpop, except they talk about Britpop being a PSYOP. So you got to love that. And I mean, it is. So <laughs> they had one, an anti, one that I love. Yeah. They had an anti-lockdown song that they got on. They got played on the radio because it wasn't like it was. It wasn't, it wasn't on the like nose. Obviously. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't it wasn't on the, on the nose. nose. As I feel like art should be. But like White um, Lotus. So White Lotus is reactionary propaganda. Like I watch this. I'm like, my parents watch it who are like MSNBC lovers and stuff, and they love it. And I'm like, you realize this is like straight up like making fun of like the new age people. And and that's the thing. That that's a, the, the, uh, the last thing I want to talk about. Right wing art. Stop calling your art right wing. You're an idiot. Don't yes. ever call your stuff that. That is a suicide mission. Do never do it. And not like it's not running from anything. You're I, have people forgotten what like art is. It's like you don't like yeah. nobody like shows a painting. It's like that's what it is. Yes. And they point at it. No, like you leave it. Smart people are going to figure it out. Make something that's genuinely, genuinely enjoyable to where like the normie that just is looking to be entertained could be entertained by. And then the person with the very artful eye can see what you're talking about like that's what the that's what art is and like i when i see people it's like where's this is right wing or yellowstone oh my god yellowstone is libtarded it's like it's on peacock like it's it's literally on peacock nbc peacock like and yes of course it is but guess what your boomer conservative parents that you're larping as on the internet they love yellowstone so it's like just just take what you can get a little bit from there like it's okay like you don't need to put everything under a microscope to make sure it passes the based test you know what i mean we just need people that aren't just complete npc libtards making yes. music about npc libtard things we just need to not have that there is a there is a subconscious demand for that i think even amongst the libs i think i think even they're a little tired of they're not getting the return on investment for a lot of the art that comes out for it I don't think anybody's watching you people starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Nobody's watching that. I it's not. It, that was. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's about Jonah Hill marrying into a black family. And he's like about how much he hates being white and stuff. I, I just oh saw a preview. God. I'm not going to watch it. It's just it's just one of those movies like on Netflix that just gets every Tonight Show person has them on and nobody watches it. Basically, that's what's going to end up. That's what's going to end up happening. Um, there is a demand for it. You just have to be good at it and don't yeah. acknowledge the rules. That's my thing. Don't make music about how the rules are bad. Just pretend that the rules don't exist when you make when you make these things and and stand by it. You know, be prepared for backlash. Getting backlash isn't bad. I, I, like getting backlash. Yeah, I understand 
some of this stuff can get a little crazy. Some of it's bad, but like somebody saying like, this is bad. This shouldn't exist. That usually means it's kind of good sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I mean, everything I've done, it just has just been ignored. So I do feel like if someone's saying something mean to you, they're either yeah. a bot or it's good. Like, I mean, it's good. Any engagement, I think, like if you're making people think about something, you're making them upset, that means you're doing something different. And I mean, sometimes it just means you're being an asshole, but most times it means you're like pushing boundaries and stuff, which I think people have been scared to do. And um, yeah, I think there just need to be more alliances between people that like without... I understand why people want to do labels because they, they don't want to get hurt. They don't want to get kicked mm -hmm. out of the band for not being vaccinated. So they're trying to like screen things right. as right coded and whatnot. But I think ultimately there just needs to be like an agreement that everyone will just be chill and not be an asshole. And that I think is the, the way of the future. Oh yeah. And like, you know, one of the craziest things, and he's a good friend of our show. He's been on many times and will be on soon again, I'm sure um, is Adam, Adam Lear, who I think is one of the best critics of art ever like that i've ever heard like actually is able to talk to somebody like me who's just kind of like a jock kind of like you know getting a little into art but that definitely more so like a explain it to me like a guy at the bar which he's very good at um he's this guy has like full interviews with he has billy corgan like on standby billy corgan william patrick corgan of the smashing pumpkins this guy like loves him these worlds collide you know perfume nationals has you know podcast is having you know, Mike White, the creator of Mike Lo White Lotus on there. There is a there is a there is a demand for what we're doing. Just keep at it. You if you don't get instant success, it's okay. It's totally okay. Like, you know, we were shouting into the void forever. And I mean, we're not where we want to be right now, but more people listen than they did in the past. So it's just that that's always what it's all about. And um Yeah. That, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, I really, I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, is there you got anything else for us? Uh anything you wanna uh plug or anything i just any any closing thoughts because this is this has been great read the read the canada article that you wrote uh, yes. i love that it's your panda that's a great canada music article i just had to interject that i didn't want to did take you over read it that. yeah it's kind of oh it. it's, it's so, so long I, I couldn't no, stop once i started no because I, like, oh I you summed up because i it was in my subconscious i was like what is going on with all this canada music bullshit i was like and then you no one was talking about it and then like you just hit the nail i was like oh there is something there it's not me going crazy and like i don't know i'm not i'm not the guy that hates on every canadian artist but i'm like a lot of this is dog shit and a lot of this seems fake and dumb and so, so yeah read that one but you have anything else so, yeah um no i just a lot of that research just came from me not understanding why musicians were like openly hostile towards music in general and so i've just been <laughs> researching that on my blog music for all that club um i have a playlist and a twitter and all that stuff and there's links on the site and and we'll we'll put um, them all in for uh in the in the description here uh we'll we'll definitely link all that stuff so um and if you're ever looking for a place to to publish writing we we have that for you as well um if you ever want to write uh something because again there's a lot of we there's so many like talented people that listen to the show that'll just hit me up and like here here's some artwork for you guys here's this and that this and that and uh, it's quite a network. And, you know, I try to distance myself and not be as, you know, plugged into a lot of things because it's just better for me that way. But I do want to create a community with the show to where people can find like minded people because I understand um, I understand how tough it is when you just are on an island, man. Like it's it's mm -hmm. it's it's tough. So um, 
yeah, uh, just just every all her stuff's going to be in the description. We're going to put it down there. Um, thanks again for coming through. This is this was very good. I, I really appreciate it. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Everybody have a safe week. Uh, check out our Substack. We got plenty of premium stuff on there. Great episodes. One with uh, Scott on Coast to Coast Radio, Coast to Coast AM Volume Two just dropped today. Um, and yeah, everybody have a safe week. See you guys later.